0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Wolf Sports Show. Hope everyone had a good Christmas. We have New Year's this weekend, New Year's Eve Sunday, college football playoff games one day, and the NFL season had flown by just two weeks remaining in the regular season. Extremely interesting playoff races for this week. Instead of going through the matchups, going to run down the power rankings. It'll be the last time this season uh, with the power rankings type format. And it starts with the Ravens at number one. Now at 12 and three, so I can start with that game Christmas night. They totally handled the Niners. In San Francisco, Levi Stadium, very surprising result to many. Ravens were a underdog by a handful of points. Niners have been on fire. Most said they were clearly the best team in the league. Ravens, especially the defense, the offense, certainly. Lamar Jackson made plays. They receiving group: say flowers Nelson Aguilar caught a touchdown. Isaiah likely made plays again. But that Ravens defense, since they got Veroquan Smith last year, has been clearly elite, and they made a statement against a strong Niners offense, forcing five interceptions for Brock Purdy. And they should be the number one team in everyone's power rankings right now. And then number two, the Niners, 11-4 now. Holding on the number one seed is in question for sure. After the Commanders this week, they faced the Rams in week 18. And the loss to the Ravens certainly showed they aren't invincible in the NFC when it sort of looked like that with the way they played against the Eagles, the Cowboys this season. And I give the Ravens a lot of credit for the way that game went. People might just look at the stats, but Brock Purdy didn't play as bad as the four interceptions indicate. He was under a lot of pressure. There were tip passes. He was hit as he threw. And one issue, it shows sort of the offensive line, not that strong outside of Trent Williams being probably the best left tackle, maybe best offensive lineman in the league. And he's dealing with a groin issue, so we'll have to track that. Number three, still the Bills, 9-6 and six now. Closer than anticipated against the Chargers on Saturday night. First ever Peacock exclusive game, but in the end they got the win. Josh Allen was clutch. The third and four conversion where he was pressured immediately on a blitz and rolled right and threw a great pass to Khalil Shakur. It was a huge play that pretty much sealed it, and it would have been a longer field goal if not for that. Chargers would have had more time, so that was a huge play, and Allen doesn't get enough credit for making plays like that. Buffalo now has to face New England. It's in Buffalo, so that's an advantage, and they lost to the Patriots in the first matchup. So they're going to be, I would think, highly focused, potentially a shot at the AFC East on the line in Week 18, depending on what happens this week. And then number four, the Dolphins, 11-4. Finally beat a team with a winning record, beating the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. Offense got in field position at the end of the game, so limited to the Bills. Now they face the Ravens in a massive matchup, potential number one seed in the AFC implications. And again, if Miami loses, if Buffalo beats New England, it'll set up a basically an AFC East championship game in week 18, which would be a lot of fun and I would think would be on Sunday night football to end the regular season. Number five, the Lions. Defense gave up some big plays to Justin Jefferson. KJ Osborne had a long touchdown, but they showed again they could score with anyone. When Jared Goff is protected, rookie running back Jameer Gibbs continues to look like a total superstar in his first NFL season. Jameson Williams, his involvement continues to be encouraging. Massive upside for the Lions, especially on offense. And they'll probably have to keep up with the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium this Saturday night. Number six, the Eagles also at 11-4. and four. They got the win against the Giants on Christmas Day, but it was not pretty. Players are not happy. Fans are not happy. Vibes feel a little off. An interesting situation. Number one seed still definitely in play. Again, if the Niners slip up a bit. And I think maybe things can turn for this team, especially if they get healthier on defense. Shaquille Leonard looked good last week in the win over the Giants. Nickelback, Avante Maddox, could be back soon. We'll see if Nekobi Dean can return at some point at linebacker. But yeah, I still think they need to run the ball more than they are considering how good they are at it with that offensive line. Number seven, the Chiefs, nine and six. I guess similar to the Eagles. People are waiting for the switch to flip for the Chiefs. And maybe a warning sign. I guess it could happen for them still, of course. But not looking good. We're blown out by the Raiders on Christmas. At home, at Arrowhead. Teammates, of course, need to play better around him. But Patrick Mahomes himself, not playing particularly well this year. At least not really close to his usual standards. And again, his teammates need to help him out a little bit more. But the Chiefs just not looking like the same team we've seen over the past handful of years. Number eight, the Cowboys, 10-5. and five, I think, and this has been a theme, unfortunately, for most, much of the season. They have some beef with the officiating and the loss of the Dolphins. a Parsons complained after the game about it. The bottom line, you could say they didn't get the win on the road. Home road splits, not pretty for Dallas. Now at 10-5, and five, NFC East, looking pretty unlikely. Given the Eagle schedule that we know, anyone can be beat in a given week. Be yeah, a better at home for sure, and they face the Lions at home this week. Number nine, the Browns, also at ten and five. Amari Cooper went off eleven catches, two hundred sixty-five yards, two touchdowns. Joe Flacco at three sixty-eight and three touchdowns through the air, and it's been pretty odd and crazy that it's been the passing game with Flacco since he's been in there, not like the run game paired with a really strong defense. That's been the winning formula for the Browns. We'll see if they get the run game going more tonight. The final Thursday night football game of the year on prime video. Against the Jets defense, that's easier attacked on the ground than through the air. But a cool story for Flacco to be playing like this. Number 10, the Rams. Last Thursday night held on against the Saints. New Orleans stage a comeback attempt, but they held on. Puka Nakua continues his sensational rookie season. Might be the offensive rookie of the year. And the offense remains hot right now. Matthew Stafford made a lot of pinpoint throws last week, especially to Nakua. And remember, the Rams, they almost beat the Ravens, had them on the ropes, lost in overtime earlier this month. And they're a definite threat in the NFC right now. Behind them, the Seahawks, same record at 8-7, survived against the Titans last week. Geno Smith had a dime to DK Metcalf, who made a great catch in the end zone, in the corner of the end zone. And then Geno hit Colby Parkinson for the game-winning touchdown late. To beat the Titans, hard-fought road win. Kenneth Walker was bottled up a bit, so we'll see if he can get more space to run against the Steelers this week. With Seattle returning home, number twelve, the Bucks also eight and seven. Things coming together right now for them at the right time. Todd Bull's defense shut down the Jaguars. Linebacker Devin White was nice to see him get a pretty sick interception, dropping in coverage early in the game and it comes after some mystery surrounding his status with the team. Baker Mayfield, when he's confident, he can be scary and certainly confident right now with the way he's playing. They have balance on offense, even though they weren't that effective on the ground last week. Definitely a team to watch. This season, they're looking to beat the Saints this Sunday, clinch the NFC South, and make some noise in the playoffs. Number 13, the Jaguars. Lost to the Bucks last week. Very evidently in a funk right now, still. It's been like that for weeks. I don't know if I said it last week, but not having Christian Kirk on offense, I think, is bigger than people realize, making things more difficult on offense, especially like third down situations, and then Trevor Lawrence being banged up all season, not been ideal, obviously, and Jacksonville not taking care of the ball well enough. 14, the Texans, also at 8-7, and was disappointing last week, the defensive performance allowing the big outing to Amari Cooper, but they have two divisional games to sort of get right, getting the AFC playoffs, hopefully. First, they face the Titans. Beat them narrowly in the first matchup just two games ago. Case Keenan was in the lineup. Looks like CJ Shaw might be clear this week. That would be great. And then week 18, looking ahead, they face the Colts. They're both at 8-7, and seven, so it could be a huge matchup in the wildcard race, potentially even the AFC South race with Jacksonville, also 8-7. 15, the Steelers, also 8-7. ton of these around 500 teams heading into the final two weeks. Their backs were against the wall. They came out playing their best game against the Bengals, division opponent. Mason Rudolph started the game hot with the dime to George Pickens on a quick in breaking route. Pickens took it to the house, had four catches, 195 yards and two touchdowns overall. Spectacular sideline catch he had in the game. Finally got to showcase his talent a bit more last week, and they needed that win. Now they go at Seattle and at Baltimore, final two weeks. But Mike Tomlin, again, continuing to show not a squad to bet against when he's their head coach. Then 16, the Bengals. They lost the Sears last week. I think not having DJ Reader at defensive tackle hurt a ton. But I guess you could say they felt more flat than the Steelers did. Maybe going on the road for Christmas week didn't help. I expect them to come out much more fired up to face the Chiefs. Even without Joe Burrow, they're still a big rival the AFC, the teams don't really like each other. Unlike sort of Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals, Bills, they seem to have a ton of respect and, I guess, admiration for each other. Chiefs and Bengals don't seem to like each other much, so it should be a fun matchup. And we'll see if Jamar Chase can somehow push the play dealing with his shoulder injury. 17, the Colts. Surprising off day. Maybe can chalk it up to that in the blowout loss to the Falcons. Still 5-2 and two their past seven games, squarely in the AFC South and wildcard mixes, and face two teams also in that mix, the Raiders for the wildcard and the Texans in Week 18. Will be a challenge this week against the Raiders. They're next in the power rankings at 7-8. and eight. Defense playing outstanding, not allowing much of anything. Totally shut down the Chiefs from start to finish on Christmas Day. And I think Antonio Pierce might have locked up the full-time head coaching gig with that. He's been giving some good quotes, said that his resume is on the grass. And hard to argue with that with the way Vegas is playing fundamental football now. Certainly not something that could be said for every team in the league. 19, the Broncos, 7-8, and eight, lost on Christmas Eve night to the Patriots. And maybe should have started the show with this. Pretty big story. They benched Russell Wilson for the final two games, virtually ending his... Time in Denver after two seasons and a massive contract. He's owed a ton of money, guaranteed money, the next two years. Looks like the Broncos are going to just release him. He has a no-trade clause. Denver going to deal with massive cap hits from that. And a pretty surprising move. I thought Sean Payton would stick with Wilson. Moving forward, he's played pretty well, been clutch at the end of games. His play, pinpoint passing, scrambling to make some plays. And key thirds on the run throughout the winning streak was promising. But Payton's going in another direction. Jarrett Stidham's going to start. Showed good things last year with the Raiders when he started for Derek Carr. Similar situation at the end of the season. The Broncos need a lot of help, but not out of the playoff mix. We'll look to bounce back again at home, facing the Chargers, trying to get back to five hundred. Number 20, the Packers, 7-8. and eight. Got the win at Carolina, but they dropped a couple of spots in the power rankings after another down game from the defense. It was pretty surprising. They've played well for stretches, definitely. They got Jagger Alexander back, but now he's suspended for conduct detrimental to the team. Weird situation with the coin toss where he nearly botched, I guess, and whatever it was, wasn't supposed to be out there, I guess. Suspension seems maybe a little over the top. I don't know. I'm not in the building, of course. And now they have to face Justin Jefferson without him. He's done an excellent job on Jefferson in their matchups. And it's on the road, but they're actually underdogs on Sunday night in Minnesota. And then right behind them in the power rankings, the Vikings. Lost to the Lions. Very tough blow to the playoff chances. They even were in the NFC North mix if they could have won that game and get some help from the Cowboys this week. And then they play again Week 18 at Detroit. And then tight end TJ Hawkinson, unfortunately, towards AC on MCL so not only out for the season but could put his 2024 season the start of it in jeopardy 22 the saints now 7 and 8 after losing to the rams must win situation here against the bucks this week they've shown flashes of promise on offense as we saw in the comeback effort against the rams where they were going right down the field consistency just has not been there for them defense i don't think played that poorly despite giving up the points I think you got to give credit to the way the Rams played offensively, and they'll need to find a way, I think, to force some turnovers this week. 23, the Falcons, also 7-8. and eight. The final team within a game of five hundred in the power rankings right now. Dominated against the Colts last week. Got going early with a touchdown to Kyle Pitts. That turned to Taylor Heineke at quarterback. He said he wasn't going to go back and forth, but clearly a wise move and maybe should have went with Heineke for most of the season. Took care of the ball last week, balanced offensive attack. Defense was great, and they'll need to keep up that balance and that formula with two road games to end the season at Chicago and at New Orleans. 24, the Bears, now at 6-9. Racked up 420 yards of offense last week. Behind the ground game, Khalil Herbert, 112 yards and a touchdown. Justin Fields, nine carries, 97 yards and a touchdown. There's a big debate right now in Chicago with their fans about who to go with a quarterback moving forward. They look set to get the number one pick. From the Panthers, and a lot on the line for Fields, the next two games, and also head coach Matt Eberflus as he looks to get year three there. Twenty-five, the Giants—they fell behind early. Looked like it might have been another blowout, similar to the matchups last season. And the Eagles ultimately did not play their best game, but give the Giants credit for sticking with it, making it close in Philadelphia. Tyrod Taylor was inserted into the game for Tommy DeVito, and the veteran presence definitely helped a bit. Scrambled around some. They'll stick with him as they looked up upset the Rams this week. Number 26, the Jets. I can't imagine what New York Talk Radio would have been like if they blew that lead to a bad commanders team last week. Ultimately, Greg Zerline hit a 54-yarder to win it after giving up the lead. But yeah, the, the regime there, Joe Douglas at general manager, head coach Robert Sala, of course, Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, owner Woody Johnson said they're going to be back in 2024. So they'll look to get some wins, and build something heading into another key season for them. 27 Titans, tough loss to the Seahawks. They were dealing with injuries, but Mike Vrabel just finds a way to get his team to play well, as I probably say often. Now at 5-10, haven't won a lot of games the past year and a half. Not sure about some of their personnel decisions, but on their field, Vrabel gets his guys to play at least solid football and they'll look to spoil the Texans' season after losing a close one to them in overtime a couple of weeks ago. 28, the Patriots, now 4-11. I was happy for Bill Belichick to get a win on Christmas Eve night. They made enough plays on offense and then got key moments from the defense and special teams to win. Remains fairly limited on offense due to the players they have. We'll see if they could keep something going and at least keep this close this week against Buffalo. 29, the Chargers. While they did lose to the Bills, it was a strong showing in the first game for interim head coach Giff Smith. Looked like a different team from the first 14 games of the year for the most part. And I think they're a dangerous potential spoiler. Right now, they face the Broncos this week. Denver, not great playoff chances, but the Chargers can end it if they beat them. And then the Chiefs in the final week, maybe playoff seeding on the line there. We'll see if they can keep their energy up. That they had last week. 30, the Cardinals. Again, the subpar roster of Arizona appears to be catching up with them as the season moves along. A storyline to watch in Week 17. First year head coach Jonathan and now faces the Eagles team that he helped to the Super Bowl last year. He did not leave on the best of terms, I guess. With fans getting after him for the team's Super Bowl performance on defense. This game's in Philadelphia. There was a tampering charge where the Eagles were compensated for the Cardinals hiring Gannon. Eagles have a much better roster, but now the current defensive staff in Philadelphia is under fire. So yeah, an interesting matchup, and we'll see what Gannon has and brings for an interesting matchup for the team he used to coach with. 31, the Commanders. I talked about the Sam Howell situation last week. It again didn't go well for him. Jacoby Brissett, veteran, inserted in the game and elevated the offense, staged a comeback at the Jets. It was almost a slick type of move from the Commander's regime to get behind Hal and make it like they definitely found their franchise quarterback. We're probably hoping for at least a pretty good season and a strong year from Hal to maybe get another year with the new ownership. But with the struggles from the team and from Hal, it's a lame duck situation right now, looking to get through these final two games. And a lot of fans are focused on draft positioning and want the team to lose. I don't think that's a good mindset to have and there are guys to draft all throughout the top 10 throughout the draft in this year's class. And finally, 32, the Panthers didn't come away with the win, but should be definite encouragement. By the way, number one pick Bryce Young played in the loss to the Packers, was clutch at the end of the game, showed off his ability to make pinpoint throws, throws on the move, and he looked very confident. We'll look to keep that going the final three games in what's been a rough rookie season with not a ton of help around him from from the start really a ton of huge games this week with things so close to around the league should be a lot of fun bowl season continues in college football with the new year six bowls so enjoy all these games thank you for listening and have a happy new year